0: Hi, this is Melissa with Mix In Some Magic. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome back. I'm so happy you're here. This is my first podcast of the new year, and I'm excited to be back. I've got so many fun things to talk about this year. Lots of things planned, I've got some guests lined up, so I'm really excited for this new year and all of the great things that it will bring. Today I am going to be talking about my last trip to Walt Disney World. So I got back yesterday and I have lots of things to share with you, lots of tips, lots of restaurant reviews, um, some things that worked for us, some things that didn't, all kinds of information, I'll share some of the wait times things like that, my impressions about visiting Disney World in 2021, and lots of other things that you don't want to miss out on. So let's jump right in and get started. It had been about three months since I had been at Disney World, and I wasn't planning on going anytime soon. I was actually planning on a trip to downtown Disney, but because of COVID and everything being on lockdown, um, I decided that just wasn't going to work out. So, canceled that trip, um, which I had been planning on with my cousin Mandy, and we decided that we should, instead of just forgetting Disney altogether in January, that we should just change our plans and go to Disney World instead. So, we decided this, I think, on New Year's Eve, and we left on November 6th. November 6th. Oh man, I'm still tired from my trip. January 6th. So December 31st, we decided, you know what, let's just go to Disney World, and we left on January 6th. So we basically had less than a week to make plans and get to Disney World, which was absolutely perfect. (laughs) I have never been on a spur-of-the-moment trip like that to Disney, and it was so fun. So... Our plan was Downtown Disney, totally canceled that, and went with Disney World instead, and I'm so glad that we did. When I was there in October of last year, it was so hot, and so it was a little difficult to wait in the long lines, and it was difficult to wear masks with the heat and the humidity. So luckily, this time around, that wasn't an issue at all. In fact, it was a tiny bit cold on a couple of the days um i'm from utah so i'm used to the cold but i wasn't prepared for the cold in january at disney world and so the first day we were there the high was 75 it was really nice second day we were there it was a little colder i think it was like 65 but then the next day the high was 57 which was so chilly especially in the mornings and the evenings and the last day it was about the same pretty chilly so I bundled up and I wore a couple sweatshirts, two pairs of pants. Um, I was glad that my sweatshirt had a hood, but I wish that I had had gloves and maybe a beanie and maybe a jacket of some sort that could break the wind a little bit. But overall, we had a good time and I think I would rather it be too cold than too hot because the masks were actually a little bit nice because they kept my face warm. <laughs> so, If I had to choose, I'd probably go cold, and I would just make sure I was a little more prepared next time. So if you're heading there in January or February, it's usually very nice, but there can be little cold snaps. So keep an eye on the weather so that you can be prepared. And the humidity does make it feel a little colder than actually is, so keep that in mind also. I've had a ton of questions about crowd levels. january and by the time we got there on january 6th all the holiday crowds had pretty much gone and we had really pretty low crowd levels for the most part there were some long lines here and there because there weren't any fast passes but overall i would say the lines were pretty short there was a lot of things that we were able to walk on a lot of things that were only 10 to 20 minute waits and like i said a few that were an hour but i don't think we waited over an hour for anything which was really nice and it wasn't hot. So when we were there in October we had waits that were longer than that and they were in the heat which was a little hard to deal with. So we were lucky to have lower crowds this time around and no heat. So That was awesome. Okay the first park we did was Magic Kingdom so I'm excited to tell you all about it. And if you want to see the pictures that I'm talking about, recaps from my trip, you can look in my the highlight reel of my story section and I have a little button that says Magic Kingdom. You can click on that and see all of our fun from the Magic Kingdom. So the day we were there was a Thursday and Magic Kingdom opened at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. 8 a.m. and closed at 8 p.m. So we had a good 12 hours and we wanted to get there as early as possible. Disney World has been opening their gates Early to the parks to avoid um, people congregating and crowds. And so we wanted to get there as early as possible. The problem is when you go to Magic Kingdom, you have to go to the ticketing and transportation center first. So if you drive yourself, that's where you go. And, or, you know, if like an Uber drops you off or Something like that. So you end up there and you either take the ferry or the monorail to the parks. And there's often long lines to get on to either of these. That's what we did in October and we ended up, I mean, there was a long line and we ended up getting there later than I wished that we would have. So Mandy and I decided that instead of going that route, we didn't have a car. We needed to Uber. We Ubered to the Contemporary instead, checked that out and rode the monorail from the Contemporary straight to Magic Kingdom. Not to the Ticketing and Transportation Center, that one goes right to the Magic Kingdom. So, we were able to get on the monorail to the Magic Kingdom so quickly from the Contemporary. I was so surprised, they just took our temperature, there was no wait for that, we walked through security, jumped on the monorail, and we were at the Magic Kingdom by like 7.25, I think. And they were open and letting people in. At the Ticketing and Transportation Center, however, they weren't even up and running yet. They had uh, the parking lot closed and they were opening that 30 minutes before. So people couldn't even get in from that direction yet. So we felt pretty lucky to be there early and to be able to start going on rides by 7.30 in the morning instead of 8. So the first thing that I noticed when we arrived at Magic Kingdom is they still had all their Christmas decorations up all of the uh, garlands were still up and the tree was still up and that surprised me a little bit I don't know why I expected it to all be packed up so quickly but it was still up they still lit the tree at night and so that was fun to see because I you know thought it would be fun to see all that in person and I was actually able to by going that first week of January so that was nice So we knew that everybody always rushes straight for Mine Train, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And we had decided that we weren't going to be those people and wait in that line. We would wait later and get some other rides out of the way. But once we got there and realized that it was 7.30 in the morning and that so many people had not been able to get into the park, we decided let's hurry and go for Mine Train. So my cousin Mandy had never been on Mine Train before, so it was fun to ride that with her for the very first time. So we ran over there and got in line, and really we just walked on. I mean, by the time we walked through the whole line, it probably took us maybe 10 minutes, but we were moving the whole time. So it was really fun to kind of skip the long lines that are usually there and jump on that ride first thing in the morning. A good way to start the day. And after that, we looked over at Peter Pan. We had decided to save that for later in the day because that line's always long as well. And it was a 10-minute wait. So we jumped in line and actually only ended up waiting five minutes. So it was super fast. It was a little disappointing that it was so quick, though, because we walked through the queue and it is so adorable. It takes you through the Darling Children's Nursery and it's just the cutest. I mean, if you've only been on... Peter Pan at Disneyland. It's worth the trip just to see this line queue. Maybe not worth the trip, but go look at it on YouTube or I have a little tiny video on my Instagram. But it is so fun. So we kind of felt like we were being rushed through the line because we wanted to enjoy all that the line had to offer a little bit. But it was still fun to be able to ride that super quickly right after the park opened. So after Peter Pan, we hit Winnie the Pooh which is right next door, which is so cute. I I love the Disney World vision, vision version of Winnie the Pooh much better than the Disneyland one. I think it follows the classic story, the movie that I used to watch when I was little, and I love this, their storyline. I just think it makes more sense. The line is so cute. It's super interactive for kids. There's so many things for kids to get out of line and do but while they're still in line if that makes sense. So obviously all that is shut down due to COVID, but when it's up and running, it's absolutely adorable. So we did Mine Train, Peter Pan, Winnie the Pooh, and then we headed over and did Haunted Mansion. And we had done all of those rides, which usually, I mean, especially Haunted Mansion, Peter Pan, and Mine Train can have significant waits. If we had waited later in the day, we probably would have waited 30 minutes for those three, but we had them all done by 8.20 in the morning, which is amazing. The park had only technically been open for 20 minutes, but we'd been there since 7.30, but we were able to just run through and get all of those done super fast, which was pretty exciting. So by 8.30, we were over at Big Thunder Mountain, and we waited about 15 minutes for that. Uh, There was still hardly anybody walking around. I guess All the people who had entered the park around 8 were probably over at Mine Train and Peter Pan. But over by Big Thunder Mountain, in that area, and Splash Mountain, there was hardly anybody there. We felt like we had the whole park to ourselves. And we kept saying, oh my gosh, what are the chances it could be like this the rest of the day? It wasn't. It got a little more crowded, but never too bad. But it was the perfect start to the perfect day at Magic Kingdom. The line for big thunder mountain is also so cute disney world really figured out how to do queues over disneyland At disneyland they didn't i mean obviously when they built it they didn't expect the crowd levels that they have now and they don't have the same amount of space so when they built disney world they really spread it out and they made the lines very interactive and fun and very on theme which if you're going to be waiting in line you might as well have some fun things to look out. So Big Thunder Mountain is no different. Um, After Big Thunder we went over to Pirates and waited 10 minutes for Pirates and same thing with Pirates and the line. Super great line although I do prefer Pirates at Disneyland. I just think it's better all around. You don't have the big drops at Disney World. You know Pirates has two drops at Disneyland Disney World they have one but it's smaller and at Disney World they don't have the I don't even know what it's called the Pirates cave that you go through and you see the captain's quarters and it's just full of treasure and that skeleton that's in the captain's bed there's none of that at Disney World so overall I think Pirates is better at Disneyland but the line is better at Magic Kingdom So by the time we finished Pirates, we were hungry, ready for breakfast. I'd heard lots of great things about Sleepy Hollow, so we decided to head there for breakfast. We got a fresh fruit waffle sandwich, which is basically a thin waffle that they kind of fold up. You could fold it kind of like a taco, and they put hazelnut in there and bananas, strawberries, and blueberries, and it was really yummy. I liked that one quite a bit. My cousin Mandy thought that there was a little too much hazelnut and she ate most of that when that was what she ordered, so I just tried a couple bites. And I have to agree with her. I thought there was a little too much hazelnut spread, but if you're a huge Nutella fan, then this might be your dream come true. I got the Mickey waffle with powdered sugar. If you know me at all, you know I love waffles, but not homemade waffles. I like hotel breakfast waffles you know the kind that have that malty flavor and are crisp oh my gosh those are my favorite so i got these mickey waffles with powdered sugar had whipped cream and strawberries and they were good but i thought the strawberries kind of took away from it i wish it had been fresh strawberries it was kind of a strawberry syrupy thing and the strawberries just tasted kind of uh fake i guess is that i don't know how else to describe it I just had wished that the fresh fruit that had been on the other waffle sandwich was on these waffles instead and I think they would have been better. I don't know if they would let you combine them or use, you know, like take the fresh fruit from the other one and put it on this one. I guess it's worth a try. I would probably try and see if they would do that next time because that would make it a 10 out of 10 for me and I thought that both of them were probably just a 7 out of 10. I've got pictures of them up on my website though. And they are on my Instagram stories, too. So go and check them out. Next, we hit up Jungle Cruise, which is one of my favorite rides. I love the cruise directors. That's not what they're called. I'm thinking of a regular cruise. The Skippers, maybe? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. The cast members who drive the boat and tell the corny jokes with all the puns. I think they're hilarious. And... Today was no exception. Just love those Jungle Cruise cast members. They're lots of fun. Uh, We waited 25 minutes, which was our longest wait so far. And it still moved pretty quickly. They are limiting capacity on the boats, and so that kind of backs things up on this ride. Now, if you've only ever been on the Disneyland version... The Disney World version is very very similar, a little bit different because they take you through this ancient temple. There's a tiger before you go in and inside there's some monkeys and some idol looking things and jewels and there's some monkeys inside and a big snake. And It's kind of a fun change to go through this ancient temple. After Jungle Cruise we were feeling like we could handle Splash Mountain. We had almost done it in the morning but it just felt a little too cold. Although I have noticed that when I'm at Disney World, I don't get nearly as wet as I do on Splash Mountain at Disneyland. So we decided to hit Splash Mountain and we waited only about 20 minutes. We were moving most of the time and Splash Mountain is just really fun at Disney World. I don't want to say that it's better at Disney World, but it's different um, than the Disneyland version. I mean, it's almost completely different different. I can't think of any of the scenes that are exactly the same, but they're all kind of follow along in the same thing. So I thought it was fun to see Disney World. I do love Disneyland as well, but I don't know. I love them both equally. Is that a thing? Can I do that? And I was so thankful that we didn't get too wet. We got a splash, just like it says, Splash Mountain, but we dried quickly. It wasn't anything like I've had happen at Disneyland, where I've had to actually take off my shoes and wring out water from my socks nothing like that thank goodness after that we decided to head over to the journey of the little mermaid which we waited only about 10 minutes super fast the line was moving right along and this one is almost exactly like the one at california adventures except for again the line was a little more fun and the outside of the ride you have um, prince eric's castle and it's surrounded by rocks, and they've got water in the front. It's very, very themed and very fun to look at. Uh, usually at this same place, then you can meet Ariel in her grotto, but that is closed due to COVID. Hopefully, they will be bringing that back soon. Next, we hit up Dumbo, which was a five-minute wait. You never get that at Disneyland, right? What I find interesting about Dumbo at Magic Kingdom is they have two Dumbo rides right next to each other which is a good thing, I guess, because it gets, you know, double the people on in the same amount of time. So you enter one line, and then the cast member will direct you which side you're going to, and that just determines which ride you're going to be on. Obviously, they're exactly the same, but again, Disney World's thought it through, trying to get as many people on as possible, and Dumbo is a very popular ride. It's actually in its own little circus section over at Disney World, which is pretty cute. Usually you can meet Mickey and Minnie in that section, and they have also the Barnstormer and lots of circus-y theming in that area, which is pretty cute. So we went on the Barnstormer next, waited five minutes. I'd never been on that one. It's kind of a zippy roller coaster. I was hoping it would be more like Goofy's Sky School, which I really enjoy a California adventure, but it's more like a Gadget's Go Coaster. Very short, but still fun. If it's a five-minute wait, why not? Or little kids would enjoy this a lot. Mad Tea Party was right next door, so of course we jumped in line for that, waited five minutes, got on our cute little teacups, and I do like this ride better at Disneyland, but still kind of the same thing. I don't know. They spin differently at Disneyland. Is that weird? Did I make it up? Is it just because I'm a Disneyland girl at heart? I don't know, but... I don't know how different it can be. It's the same concept, same teacup, same spinning, but I like Disney World's. But I like Disneyland's better. So by this time it was almost one o'clock and we'd accomplished so many things in the morning. I mean, really all of the big rides, we'd done them. Almost all of the rides actually, is that true? We hadn't gone over to Tomorrowland. But we'd done just about everything else, which we were pretty proud of. Getting in extra early helped a ton. Um, So that was amazing. So we were pretty proud of ourselves. It was time for lunch because we had booked our trip. So last minute, there were a lot of reservations that were already booked up. um, So we weren't able to get a lot of dining reservations. However, that morning I was checking the app and I saw that the Liberty Tree Tavern was open, had open reservations, and I'd read a lot about that and we decided it would be fun to try that. So we booked a reservation, got right in, and we were able to try the Liberty Tree Tavern. And I was pleasantly surprised. I thought this place was really great, so very yummy, and I was super happy with it. So this restaurant is a buffet, family style. I've never been there before, so I'm not sure what it was like before. Covid. I imagine it was, it was an actual buffet where you would go through and scoop up your own food and take it to your table. But that's not how they're doing it right now. Right now it's still family style. They just bring all of the food directly to your table. So the drinks are included and they brought us rolls with butter, mashed potatoes, garlic, green beans, mac and cheese, turkey, pot roast with gravy, pork chops, There was gravy on the side, and there was this kind of a spicy cranberry sauce also to go with it, and it was all so delicious. The mac and cheese was amazing. I loved the pot roast. I'm kind of a beef person. The turkey was good. All of it was delicious. We were very impressed. We didn't think it would be that good, so we were very happy that we had picked that as our lunch spot and for dessert they brought us ooey gooey toffee cake which is kind of like this cake and it has ice cream on top with toffee sprinkled there was some hot fudge over it it was very good i wished that i had had more room but i was so stuffed from all the other food so the idea is that you can have as much as you want it's all you can eat we did not ask for anything else no seconds at all we ate almost everything they gave us, which I thought was pretty good for two people. But after that was, we were done. It was plenty of food, and very delicious. So I recommend trying it. Um, it would be especially fun for a holiday type meal, Thanksgiving or Christmas. But I oh, I forgot to tell you, it also had stuffing. The stuffing was so good. I'm a stuffing girl, so I can eat that any time of the year. So I would definitely go back to that place. We both thought that it was 10 out of 10 for everything we ate. We were very happy. After lunch, we were so stuffed and we needed just something slow and easygoing while our food digested. So we went over to It's a Small World and we waited about 35 minutes. But it was perfect to just stand there in line and then just sit and relax on the boat while we were digesting our food. So then we decided we needed a little more time to digest food and we went and did some shopping. Found lots of cute things. It's always fun to browse all the shops at Disneyland or Disney World. Any Disney shops are my favorite. So we had lots of fun checking out the shops and all the new merchandise. And then we made our way over because it was time for more food, right? (laughs) And we tried the Kakamora float. So they serve it by the Tiki Room over in Adventureland, and it's kind of like um, a Dole Whip float, but it's a coconut soft serve with pineapple juice, and it comes with this cake pop on the side. So I thought it was really good. We both liked it. We gave it an 8 out of 10. I felt like It got a little sweet, like maybe it would have been better if it was like half coconut, half pineapple soft serve. Um, I did like it. Obviously, if you don't like coconut, then you're not going to like this. But I do prefer the original Dole Whip float over this with just the pineapple soft serve and the pineapple juice. I think that one's just a little bit better, but this one is very good. Definitely worth trying. Uh, The cake pop, though, was so good. We gave that a 10 out of 10. We loved that little cake pop. I wish you could buy them individually because that was delicious. So after that, we headed over to the Tiki Room. I wish you could still get your Dole Whips and eat them in line during the show, but that's not allowed during COVID. You can eat only when you're stationary. So you can eat at a restaurant or you can, you know, find a little corner or a bench or somewhere to sit down and eat, but you have to be stationary and they don't want you eating or drinking in the lines. So since we'd hit all of the big rides, we decided to just do the some of the shows. So we did Tiki Room, and then we did the Bear Country Jamboree, which was really fun. Always such a cute show. I miss it at Disneyland. I was just little when they had it there, but I do remember bits and pieces of it. So it's always a little nostalgic to go and see it at Disney World. We also went to the Hall of Presidents, which was really great. I enjoy that show a lot. It's kind of um, like the... One with Mr. Lincoln at Disneyland, great moments with Mr. Lincoln, but it's um, kind of a history of the presidency of the United States, and it goes through and talks, kind of highlights some of the presidents of the United States over the years, which is kind of interesting. And instead of just Mr. Lincoln up there, they have every single president, which is pretty cool. So they're all up there on the stage it's pretty impressive to see so if you haven't ever done that definitely put that on your list it's well worth your time so by this time it was dark we decided we weren't even very hungry for dinner and we just grabbed a mickey pretzel and sat and ate that by the castle and enjoyed the lights and the atmosphere and then we headed over to tomorrowland and the lines had just gotten long by that point we weren't really up for waiting i think it was 75 minutes for space mountain and we'd both done carousel of progress quite a bit and we'd both done buzz Lightyear, and so we just decided to call it a night at that point instead of waiting so on our way out we got to walk by the castle which was beautiful walk down main street all lit up and then at the end of main street over the railroad station as you're leaving then they had Mickey up there on the balcony and Minnie and Pluto and Daisy and Donald and they were all just waving goodbye to all of the guests as they left the park. I had no idea that this was going to happen and I thought it was so special to be able to see all these characters up there waving goodbye to you as you left the parks. It just totally wrapped up the night with the perfect Little bow, and I thought it was the perfect way to end the day. And I appreciated Disney's efforts to make people feel special and connected to the characters in this way. All right, we're moving on to Epcot. So the next morning was Epcot, it was open from 11 a.m. till 9 p.m. So we were gonna have a nice sleep in kind of day, but we decided it would be really fun to go to breakfast at one of the restaurants on property, one of the resorts. So we booked. A breakfast reservation for Kona cafe and we headed over to the Polynesian for breakfast so the Polynesian was different than I expected I may get some backlash for this but I always expected it to be like the top of the top of all these hotels but I don't know I wasn't very impressed I guess it just looked uh, I don't want to say anything rude how do I word it? It looked a tiny bit rundown. I thought, I thought if I was paying that money and showed up at the Polynesian, I would be a little disappointed with what I was getting. So there you have it. Um, the restaurant was good. I felt like it was very cruise shippy when we were on there. If you've ever been on a cruise, it kind of had that vibe, kind of tropical but casual type dining so everybody says you got to try the tonga toast so we got one of those it's a banana stuffed french toast that's rolled in cinnamon sugar and has um kind of a they bring you syrup with it and also this strawberry compote so it was very good i loved it it came with a side of bacon sausage or ham and it was definitely worth The price, worth the calories, especially if you love French toast, which I do. So I thought it was perfect and definitely worth trying. We also got the macadamia nut pancakes, which were really good. I thought that they would be a little different, I guess. They were good, but I'm not a huge pancake person. So I gave them like a 7 out of 10, but my cousin who does love pancakes... Was said they were more of an eight or a nine, so she liked them. Uh, we got the juice that they have there; they're like specialty breakfast juice. I can't remember what it, they call it, but they have. I think it's guava, passion fruit, and orange juice. So we gave that a try. I think it was seven dollars a glass, and I thought it was just okay. Kind of when you're at um, you know, when you're at one of those hotels that they serve breakfast. They have like a breakfast buffet in the morning, and they have those little juice machines. I like to mix the guava juice and the orange or the passion fruit, whatever they have. It tasted just like that to me. So I wouldn't say it was anything special. It didn't taste like it was fresh squeezed juice by any means. So I don't know. I would skip that. Probably not worth the price. So after breakfast, we were a little bit early and decided to go over to the Boardwalk Hotel. There's some shops out behind it that you can browse through. So we went over there and we looked in some of the shops and then we went and lined up to go into Epcot, um, the back entrance. So they have the main entrance um, that you enter when you're in the parking lot, but then they also have a back entrance that kind of puts you in near England and the World Showcase there in the back. So... We lined up back there there were quite a few people they started letting us in it opened at 11 and i think they started letting people in at about ten twenty. so since we were in so early our plan was to run to frozen mandy had never been on frozen so we were going to run to frozen and do that hopefully once or twice before the park started getting crowded so they let us in we're thinking everything's great we made it to frozen and frozen is closed for technical difficulties Dang it. So disappointing. We were in there ready to go, but what are you going to do? So we weren't able to hit Frozen and actually stayed closed for the rest of the day, which was too bad because Mandy was really looking forward to it and I was too. So we were there to experience all of the things for the Festival of the Arts, which started that day, Um, but we had to hit some of the rides, of course. So since we were there early, Frozen was closed, we went over and did Soarin' Around the World which was about a 10-minute wait. Then we walked on Living with the Land, which I love. I think it's such an interesting ride. It goes through and talks about kind of the history of farming in America, and they take you through some greenhouses where they're inventing new ways to grow foods that are more sustainable and use less resources. So very interesting. They're growing these pumpkins that are hanging from the vines, so they're growing While they're hanging in the air, which is very cool. They have all kinds of things like that, which I find really interesting. Then we walked straight on Nemo, which is very similar to uh, the Little Mermaid's adventure ride in California Adventures, but all Nemo themed, so we walked on that, very cute. And then as we were leaving, they had this big mural that's only there for the Festival of Arts, that's huge. You'll have to go look at it on my Instagram story highlights. But they had all these tiny little squares, and you could go and get a little cup of paint and a paintbrush, and your paint had a number on it. Mine was purple, number three, and then you could go and paint five squares with your paintbrush. So I had number three, so I painted five squares purple, and then the idea is it all comes together to make this huge, beautiful mural. So I had never done something like that before. I thought it was pretty fun. I was hoping to check it out later in the evening to see how much it had changed, but that didn't work out. They also had these big, um, I don't know how you would describe it. They had these big displays of famous paintings here and there throughout the Festival of Arts. And then they had a little area where you could like walk in front of it, but it kind of made it look like you were inside the painting because they were life-sized paintings. So we got to take pictures with a couple of those. That was pretty fun. I had fun recreating the birth of Venus. I don't know if you can hear my puppy. He's being naughty. Um, so that was pretty fun to recreate some of those paintings. <laughs> You'll have to go look on my Instagram to see those photos. So we spent the next few hours just going through the World Showcase and trying different foods from the Festival of the Arts. They have so many different things to offer. We were just stuffed by all of the food that we ate. Some of it was really great. Some of it was just okay. Some of it I wouldn't get again. I rated it all. It's all in the highlights in the Epcot section of my story, so you'll have to check it out. Uh, We did go and do the Beauty and the Beast sing-along, which I had never done before, so that was cute. And while we were in France, I made sure to pop into my favorite little macaron shop over there. And they had a raspberry macaron with vanilla ice cream and raspberry sorbet that was really yummy. In October, they had a pumpkin spice one with pumpkin spice ice cream. And that was a 10 out of 10 for me. But this one was a 9 out of 10. I would get it again. Very good. If you like macarons. And who doesn't? So we just kept going, eating more food, eating our way through the showcases, um, enjoying all of the shops throughout the showcases. Smokey. He's supposed to be taking a nap. Oh, that puppy. Um, Anyway, then we went on Spaceship Earth, which I really love. I know some people say it's boring. I think it's a great way to sit and relax. And I find it interesting. I like history. I don't know. I'm just, maybe I'm just old. I'm just a nerd. I think it's fun, especially when it's not a very long wait. And I think we only waited about 10 minutes. So well worth it. While we were there, we were able to see um, Elsa. She was there in Norway, so that was fun to see her. Even though the Frozen ride was closed, we were also able to meet Mary Poppins over in England. So that was fun. While we were in Norway, I decided to buy the school bread again. Everybody, I, I don't know. I hear lots of people saying that it's wonderful. I tried it couple years ago when we were in Epcot and I didn't care for it but I thought maybe it was just that one that I had that wasn't very good or I don't know if people seem to like it so I'll give it another try so I tried it again (laughs) it's just terrible I don't like it I hope I don't offend people but that's my opinion my cousin agreed we couldn't even we couldn't even be bothered to finish it so we took two bites and then had to throw it away so if you've never tried it before it's kind of like a very bland dry donut with coconut i love coconut but it just couldn't save this and then it's got a custardy pudding type thing on the top a little swirl of custard pudding the pudding itself was great it's just the dry donut i it needs some sugar it needs some moisture i don't know i would be very interested to try it in norway to see if that's actually actually accurate to what it tastes like but anyway it's just not my cup of tea and i actually did a poll on my instagram that evening because i thought I-, I thought everybody loved this what am i missing so i did a poll to see who actually likes school bread and 76 percent of people said they do not like it 24 percent said they did so i guess i'm in the majority i'm not the only one that does not find this worth the calories Before we left, we had to stop at the caramel shop in Germany to get some caramel popcorn. I just love this Werther's shop that has caramel popcorn. I also got um, a salted caramel. It was a caramel, salted caramel dipped in dark chocolate, which was very yummy. The caramel popcorn was good. I also got this s'more. It was like two graham crackers with a marshmallow dipped in chocolate, and I didn't enjoy that. I threw that away after... A couple of bites it just wasn't worth it it tasted a tiny bit old to me i don't know but the other two things were very good okay i'm going to take a quick break and when we come back we've still got hollywood studios to recap and my very favorite animal kingdom oh yay i love it can't wait to talk about it see you in a minute <music> inbox has been flooded in the last couple of months about questions about Disney World like where do I get tickets where's the best place to stay where should we eat what ride should I go on first all kinds of questions I have made something to help you ultimate planning guide is live on my blog to help you with your Disney World planning it walks you step by step through the process so that you don't have to feel as stressed because planning a big vacation like that can be stressful. I know. I get it. I'm here to help. I will put a link to my blog post in the show notes. I also do custom itineraries for Disney World. So if you are feeling totally overwhelmed and are nervous about showing up at the parks without a game plan let me know. I can totally help you. I make up a custom plan that walks you step by step through your day. Each of these plans is custom created just for you and your group. None of them are ever the same because different groups have different needs. They have different goals for the day and they have different likes and dislikes. Maybe your child loves Winnie the Pooh and you're going to ride that six times where somebody else, they might not want to ride Winnie the Pooh at all. So I take that all into account. I create a custom plan just for you that helps you avoid waiting in long lines. It will tell you what time you should arrive at the park. I put in your dining plans, all that stuff to help take the stress out of your Disney day. I will put all that information in my show notes. You can check it out if you think that something like that might be helpful for you. welcome back let's jump right into hollywood studios that was our third day the day started early 7 a.m because we wanted to be up and try to make a boarding pass reservation for rise of the resistance so things have changed a little bit now you can do it from your hotel room you do not have to be on property to get a boarding group for rise of the resistance Uh, You do have to have a a reservation that day for Hollywood Studios, but you can make it from your hotel room, which is really nice. So set my alarm, got up early, tried to make the reservation, didn't get in. So that was a little disappointing, but uh, we still had 1 o'clock. So you can try again at 1 p.m. So we weren't feeling too discouraged, although I was annoyed that I was awake at 7 a.m. when I could have just slept in. But that was okay. Got up, got ready. Um, my cousin Mandy that I was at the parks with had never been on Rise of the Resistance, so we were really keeping our fingers crossed that we would be able to get a boarding group at 1 p.m. So the morning we got to Hollywood Studios was freezing. It was 47 degrees when we got there, and that—I don't know about you, but that is cold. So I had on sweatshirt. The mask was actually helpful because it kept me a little warmer. But it was a chilly morning a lot of people were wearing coats and gloves and hats unfortunately i didn't have any of that again i should have looked closer at the weather and been a little more prepared but disney did pull out racks of gloves and hats for sale uh, just to help people like me who weren't quite prepared so the first ride we went to was tower of terror we waited in line for 26 minutes which i don't know i thought it would have been a little shorter first thing in the morning, but. That's what happened. Um, If you haven't been on Tower of Terror since... Or at Disney World. Because they used to have it at Disneyland. It's very different at Disney World. Instead of the straight up and down action that the Tower of Terror at Disneyland had. And now Guardians. It kind of moves your elevator cart around. So it kind of moves you through the hotel a little bit. And then your cart is placed into the elevator shaft. And it goes up and down. I prefer the up and down motion of the ride at Disneyland. I think it just gives you a better ride. You drop farther and you bounce more. It seemed like it was pretty choppy on this one. You drop a little bit and then pause, and then you drop a little bit and pause. I don't know. I prefer the one at Disneyland, either Tower of Terror or Guardians. I do like Guardians better, but even when it was the Tower of Terror, I still thought it was, overall, the ride was more fun at Disneyland. So after that we jumped in line for Rock and Roller Coaster and only waited 12 minutes. It was basically a walk on. We were moving the whole time. So that was fun to get on that ride so quickly. We had the very back row, which was way more wild than <laughs> the other rows in my opinion. It was still very fun, but I don't know that I'd want to do the back row again. It kind of whipped my head around quite a bit. And I enjoyed the last time I did it I was on the front row and I preferred that cuz I really just you have a better view than when you're in the very back. Still fun. After that, we went over to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. We waited 25 minutes for that, which wasn't bad at all. And that is such a cute ride. You are literally inside the cartoon with Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and all of their friends. So you'll have to check that out. I'm so excited that we're getting one of those at Disneyland. I think it's gonna be a great addition to Toontown. I'm looking forward to that. So after that, we took a little break. We are having a snack, and I heard a little Cavaclade come by, and I was so excited, so I grabbed my phone, I left all my stuff with Mandy at the table, and I just took off trying to find this Cavaclade, so I wanted a video of it and pictures for you, and so I caught up to the very end of it, and I'm taking a video, taking a picture, and I went quite far to catch this cavalcade. And as I'm heading back, I realize I don't have my mask on because I'd been eating something when I jumped up and took off. And I don't have one in my pocket. I don't have any of my stuff with me. So I have no mask. And there I am, just taking videos and pictures and then walking through Hollywood Studios with no mask on, which is a big no no. And so as soon as I realized, I felt like Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl, like <laughs> this wardrobe malfunction. Felt like I was all of a sudden naked at Disney World and luckily I had my sweatshirt on. I just had my hood up and I tucked my head down and pulled my sweatshirt up over my mouth and nose and hoped that nobody noticed and walked really quickly back to my table. And nobody actually said anything, but I was hoping I wouldn't end up on the news if someone taking a video of me blatantly flaunting the rules at Disney World because that is not what I was doing. So embarrassed that I forgot my mask, but that's what happened wardrobe malfunction we had lunch at pizza rizzo which i thought was pretty good for theme park pizza i would eat there again uh, we were hoping to get some dining reservations at like the 50s Primetime cafe or something like that but we weren't able to we also tried for walk-ups and those weren't available either but overall i would say it was good i would eat it again so at 1 p.m we tried again for a rise of the resistance boarding group and we didn't get it the second time and it's amazing how quickly it is gone like we push it the very first second that we can and literally I would say four to five seconds it's all over like there were people in the line in front of us we were in line for a slinky dog dash so there were people in line in front of us who got it and people in line behind us who got it and I don't know we just didn't get it so disappointing I do wish that there was a standby line available for those people who really wanted to ride it. Even if it was a four hour wait, some people, it would be worth it to them. Because a lot of the people who are able to ride Rise of the Resistance have ridden it lots of times. And I feel so bad for the people who have come all the way to Florida, who may never end up there again, who are hoping to ride and just don't get that opportunity. So I wish there was the option to wait just for those people that it was important enough to them to ride that they decide to spend their time waiting. I've already been on it a couple times, and so I wasn't too disappointed, but I was a little disappointed that Mandy didn't get to experience it, but eventually I'm sure she'll get there. So we went on Slinky Dog Dash. We waited for an hour for that one. I think that was probably our longest wait of the day. It was a cute little roller coaster. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I wasn't waiting in the heat for 60 minutes, though. So it wasn't bad wait with the cooler weather. Next, we hit up Toy Story. That was a 15-minute wait, but it moved really quickly. I bet it was just walk-on. We were moving the whole time, and I love the queue for Toy Story. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. You feel like you are walking through Andy's toy room. They've got board game pieces all over, giant Etch-A-Sketch. They've got... You know that game barrel of monkeys with the little plastic monkeys? They've got some of those hanging from the ceiling. Very cute. Such a fun place to spend your time in line. I kind of wished that we had a little more time in there. We were moving so quickly it's hard to take everything in. Such a cute ride and such a cute line. So I hadn't planned on going on the alien swirling saucer, but when we left Toy Story, it was only a 10-minute wait. It looked cute, so we jumped in line, rode that. It was fun. I enjoyed it. If you have small kids with you, then they'll love it. So that was a cute little ride. The theming on it is also very cute. It's the aliens from Toy Story, and the music they play in there is fun. So overall worth it. And they have two um, rides going at the same time. And so it just makes the line move much quicker. So after that, we decided that since we hadn't got on Rise of the Resistance, we would wait for Smuggler's Run. Um, Mandy had only been on Smuggler's Run as the engineer, and she wasn't impressed with the ride. And I was like, listen, I understand. I've been in the engineer seat so many times, and it's not very fun. But the last time we were there, then... We got to be the pilots and the pilot, oh my gosh, it's like a whole different ride, way better experience. It was so fun. I enjoyed being the pilot. And so I told her with COVID, at least in October, they were putting your whole party in your own ship. And so I'm like, we can both be the pilots, it'll be so fun. So we waited 60 minutes, got to the front. Guess what? That's not how they're doing it anymore. They've changed things since October. They're putting like they're mixing groups and putting everybody just filling seats, basically. And so there was a group of four people and they were in front of us and they got to be the pilots and the gunners and we were the engineers again. (laughs) So I felt bad like, oh, Mandy, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I wish we could have been the pilots maybe someday. So after that, we walked over to a little theater called Walt Disney Presents. They have a display and a short movie called Walt Disney One Man's Dream. So the display is kind of like a small museum and it takes you through um, different parts of Walt's life and different parts of the animation process and just all kinds of little displays about how Disneyland and Disney World all came together. And then there was a short video afterwards that was really fun. I enjoyed it. Lots of um, clips from Walt Disney's life that you don't see very often. And I didn't realize that he was the original voice for Mickey Mouse. Like Way back in the day, the first voice of Mickey Mouse was Walt Disney, which I had no idea. So I enjoyed that movie. It was nice to sit down and take a break. After that, we grabbed a quick snack at Woody's Lunchbox. And then we decided to do Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway one more time because that was our favorite. So we did that. We did a little shopping, and then we called it a night. It was getting very chilly, and we were ready to leave and be warm. We were trying to get a dining reservation for dinner that night. It didn't happen, and so we decided to just head out of the parks and find dinner on the way back to our hotel. Okay, our last and final day was Animal Kingdom. I was so excited for it because Animal Kingdom is probably my favorite park, Magic Kingdom 2nd. Epcot 3rd, Hollywood Studios 4th. So Rope Drop was at 8am and we could not bring ourselves to do it. It was 39 degrees at 8am in the morning. I just couldn't handle it. So we waited till 10 before we got to the park because I was wearing double sweatshirts, double pants, and I was still pretty cold. But it did warm up as the day went on, which was a blessing, thank goodness. Our first stop was breakfast. Um, Over in Pandora, there's a little stand that sells, uh, they're kind of like egg rolls, but they're not. It's just kind of like the egg roll shell, but it's filled with pineapple and this cream cheese mixture. They're called Pongo Lumpia with pineapple, and they're so good. So worth it. Perfect breakfast, and they were warm, and I also got some hot chocolate, tried to warm up a little bit before we started our day. So we decided to hit kilimanjaro safari first we were thinking that with it being as chilly as it was a lot of the animals might be out and about and be a little easier to see so we got in line for that we waited about 20 minutes so pretty quick and we saw tons of animals there were some that we didn't see but like usually i can't see the hippos they're under the water and this time the water was so cold that the hippos were out laying in the sun so we were able to see the hippos No lions this time. I think it was too cold for the lions. They were snuggled up somewhere, but we did get to see lots of animals, so that was fun. And after that, we headed right over to Gorilla Trails. Well, no, wait. It's called Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail. That's right. So that's kind of a little walking path, and towards the end, you can see the gorillas, but there's a part with birds and reptiles and fish and Uh, There's always a little bit of a line to get in to see the gorillas, but it moves quickly. So worth getting in line for, especially if you love gorillas. After that, it started warming up a little bit, and I almost considered taking off my second pants. (laughs) But I decided to wait a few more minutes. We went on Expedition Everest. There was a 15-minute wait, so that was really quick. It was basically a walk-on. And after that, I decided it was warm enough to take off. My pants, not my pants, my second pants, you know what I mean. And I did keep my sweatshirt on the entire day though. For lunch we ate at Yak and Yeti, which was so good. I love Asian food and this was delicious. Didn't disappoint. We had teriyaki chicken with vegetables and also the honey chicken. And we got some garlic noodles on the side. I would recommend all of it. The garlic noodles, compared to everything else, weren't amazing, but they were still very good. And then we got the fried wontons with this honey vanilla drizzle, delicious, totally recommend that, so good. When lunch was over, we needed time for our food to digest, so we went over to It's Tough to Be a Bug, which is a theater that's underneath the Tree of Life. We walked right on, there was no wait time, but it was really fun to, I mean we've seen the show, it was awesome maybe used to be in um, California Adventure where they're doing Marvel the Marvel Academy right now but so I'd seen the show before so it was fun to see it again but then it was fun when you exit the theater it takes you out on the back side of the tree of life and it was really fun to get a different perspective of it and to be that close to it and you can see all the different animals that they have carved into this ginormous tree and it's like some of them are so well camouflaged that you don't even notice them and then all of a sudden it pops out at you. So impressive and well worth it. Even if you just don't go see the show, it's tough to be a bug, but just walk down there on that path to be on the back side of the Tree of Life. It's worth the extra minute to go down there. After the show, we went over to Dinosaur Land, Dino Land, and we wandered around the little carnival area, and then we went on Dinosaur, which is a 30-minute wait. I had been on this ride a few times, and I'd always liked it just fine, but this time I thought it was even more fun. I don't know why, what the difference was, but I enjoyed it, especially this time. It is a little scary. It's dark, and there's dinosaurs that jump out, so it is a little bit scary for, I was going to say young kids, but I was a little scared a couple times. (laughs) So some people, how about that? It is scary for some people, especially if dinosaurs or the dark make you nervous. After Dinosaur, it was my favorite time of the day. It was starting to get dark, and we headed over to Pandora. I love Pandora. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. Such a fun place to be, especially after dark. So We planned our day so that we would be able to be there when it was dark. That was my main objective for the entire day. So we got in line for Flight of Passage and we waited about 35 minutes, which is pretty good. When I've been there in the past, we've always waited at least an hour, so I was happy with that. I love that ride. It's my favorite ride. It's our kids' favorite ride, and I could just do that over and over all day long. So magical. After we finished Flight of Passage, it was about 20 minutes to park closing, and we knew that we wanted... So the park closed at 6 and sunset was around 6. And so since we wanted to see Pandora after dark when things were all lit up, then we kind of timed it just right. So we wanted to get in line for our last ride of the night right before 6 o'clock before park closed. So if you get in line, if you are in line when the park closes, then you can stay in line and ride the ride, but they do not allow you to get into the line after the park is closed. So... We browsed a shop for a minute, and then we jumped in line to Navi River Journey about five to ten minutes before the park closed. So we waited for that one about 40 minutes. If you've never done that ride, it's beautiful. It's just a relaxing boat ride through Pandora's rainforest. It's very colorful, and it's just beautiful. I find it relaxing. I love it. One of my favorite rides, maybe my second favorite ride. So by the time that ended, we walked out of the ride. The park was closed, so it was fairly empty, and then Pandora is all lit up, and Pandora at night is just breathtaking. They've got all these, I, I want to say fluorescent lights, but they're not neony; they're just glowy. So there's all these lights in the trees. The ground has been painted with some sort of glow-in-the-dark patterns that are all lit up. And it's just my favorite thing to walk through there at night. So if you are going to Animal Kingdom, do whatever you can to be there at night. It's just magical. I would say that Pandora at night is probably my all-time favorite place to be in all of Disney World. And I tried to take pictures of it and videos. It's just really hard to capture at night. They just don't do it justice. You'd need an amazing camera. I... I did my best though, so if you want to go look on my Instagram under the Animal Kingdom highlights, you can see what I'm talking about. Or, I mean, a Google search would probably serve you well too. Just type in Pandora at night and you'll find some amazing pictures. Since the parks closed so early, we didn't have time to eat dinner at Animal Kingdom, so we headed to Disney Springs and we did some shopping and we actually had a reservation at a place called Raglan Road. I was excited to try it. Everybody always says that the best place to eat is Chef Art's Homecoming, and I did believe that before, but after being at Raglan Road, it all changed for me. I thought it was way more fun at Raglan Road. The food was great, the atmosphere was fun, and now I'm dying to go back to Disney World just so I can go back to Raglan Road. I had so much fun there. They have um, this band up on the stage that's playing, it's Irish music, it's an Irish pub. You can bring children in there, It would, I would feel fine bringing my family in there. But there's a band up on the stage that's playing Irish music, and then in the middle of the floor on the restaurant there's a small tabletop type stage, and they have a performer who will get up there and do Irish dancing, an Irish jig, I guess, type thing. And then they also have performers that will dance up on the stage. It was so fun. I loved the atmosphere, I loved the energy of the place, and I loved the food. There's some fun video where you can see the performers, um, and here's some of the music that's up on my Instagram stories under the Disney World section. I had some shepherd's pie, which I thought was really good, and we ordered some garlic parmesan fries, which were pretty good, not the same as the ones at Disneyland that you can get over at Cafe Orleans. But they were good. But my very favorite part was this Irish soda bread that they brought to the table that they have this little little bowl that you can dip, you know, when they have like oil and vinegar that you dip your bread in. I don't like that. I don't like the vinegariness of it. And so this is not oil and vinegar. It's oil and a sweet Guinness glaze. I didn't think I would like it. Because I hate the oil and vinegar stuff, but I tried it. Oh my goodness. That may be the very, my very favorite thing that I ate the whole trip. I could not get enough of this dipping sauce for the bread. The bread was amazing. The dipping sauce was out of this world. I loved it. Oh, don't skip that. So good. And we also had a dessert. There was a fluffy lemon cloud. Is that what they called it? Let me see. Fluffy lemon cloud. Yep. It was kind of a lemony meringue type thing that was very good, but oh man, if I could bottle up that glazed Guinness, mix it with some olive oil at home, I'd be a happy girl. So there you have it. That is our entire trip. It was amazing. I can't wait to go back. I miss Disneyland so much, but I have been enjoying Disney World more and more. It's gaining attraction in my heart, I have to say um if you are planning a trip check out my ultimate planning guide i'll put a link in the show notes that will help you a lot so many people are nervous about disney world because there's so much involved and they don't know where to start so that's the perfect place to start it'll walk you through the steps if you have questions please let me know you can find my contact information on instagram or on my website let me know i'm here to help i can answer your questions if you are planning a trip in 2021 it's definitely worth considering disney world such a great place to be. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. You guys are amazing. We'll talk soon.